This episode is sponsored by Podcast Movement 2016, coming to Chicago next July. Stick around for more information on how you can be part of Podcast Movement 2016. You're listening to the Podcast Movement Sessions. What's a podcast again? A podcast is... Uh, uh, you talk. Is this thing on? Podcast. <laughs> Smart passive president! You know, creating live events is a lot harder than it looks, and it even looks hard. I've created a couple live events, and the coordination is really just a minefield. One of the most recognizable characters from podcast movement in both 2014 and 2015 has been Donald Kelly. And in 2014, it was really a surprise. I mean, a lot of us just didn't know what to expect, and Donald came on the scene just as this fireball of energy and really set the tone for Podcast Movement 2014. I asked Podcast Movement co-founder Dan Franks how they came to the decision to have Donald act as the MC in both 2014 and 2015. You know, for 2014, we really didn't have a plan. Like I've said and talked about previously, we did not know what we were doing in terms of event organizing. So Donald was not necessarily an official MC the first year. What he was, was we wanted there to be good, worthy introductions for our keynote speakers. And that was it. That was the the bottom line. And Jared had a good relationship with Donald. And Donald, I think, had told him, hey, I have some cool ideas. You know, I, I dress as celebrities and kind of come out in different characters to um, introduce some speakers. And Jared decided that that might be a good fit for the keynote speakers. If we we're going to go over the top with some of these things then the keynote speakers is probably where we should go over the top with. So in 2014, that was the only plan was, well, Donald can introduce the keynote speakers in good fashion. And then we tried to somewhat MC it ourselves as organizers, myself, Jared, Gary, and Mitch. We tried to open and shut the event ourselves. We all have varying degrees of ability to get on stage and talk on microphones. But after that first year, kind of comparing and contrasting our stage performances and our ability to get up there and engage people to Donald's, it was like night and day. So going into 2015, we had no question that uh, not only did Donald need to be the one to introduce our keynote speakers, but we really wanted him to drive the entire event from stage, from welcoming people on the first day to helping direct them after and before the keynote talks, if, if there was any specific instructions or you know, logistical information to pass on. And then, of course, closing the final day after the final keynote as well. We really had no question in our minds after that first year that we wanted Donald to completely take the reins in year two and, you know, hopefully in the future as well. Jared and Donald had this interview in a restaurant, which will become quite apparent. One thing I, I guess neglected to coach Jared on is doing the interview questions while you have food in your mouth maybe isn't the best idea, but we love Jared anyway. All right, I'm hitting record. So I'm here at lunch with my man, Donald Kelly. Uh, Donald, thanks for taking time to chat. Uh, of course, I'm Jared Easley. And uh, Donald, this is just a normal conversation, so I don't know that you need to necessarily introduce yourself, but why don't you? Go ahead. Donald for, Kelly, that's it. For Brian, Brian Orr's sake. I'm yeah. a friend of Jared Easley. We're here at the L House. Where is this? <laughs> Boca. Boca. Boca, Florida. Boca Raton, Florida. 
So the reason we're talking today is we wanted to do an episode, the podcast movement, where we chatted about your involvement. You were the MC this year. Year one, you were more of the the keynote speakers doing the, the introductions, but really it's kind of like the MC. So let's talk about that first. Let's talk about 2014, the first podcast movement, and your involvement with speaker introductions. How did that play out? How did you get into that? New Media Expo, two years yeah. before, a year before. Yeah, I do want to talk about New Media Expo. Yeah, we can, we can, you invited me there because you were working with organizers and getting some folks to do a speaker introduction. And then you told me, hey, D-Money, I want you to do some of this stuff, but you got to make sure that you come with some A-game. Oh, yeah. Yeah, no biggie, Jared. Go ahead. Just order an iced tea. And then we brainstormed, came up with some ideas, and did a few introductions for some big guys. It was great. Well, what was cool about New Media Expo is you were getting a chance to do introductions for people that you respect, people that you listen to their shows. Yeah. And then you nailed it. Like, there were some people just got up and said, okay, here's Donald Kelly. You made, like, a performance out of it. <laughs> so let, let's talk about that. Yeah, we're not too podcast movie yet, but... At yeah. New Media Expo, you're getting up, you're introducing Cliff Ravenscraft, Pat Flynn, John Lee Dumas, and you're doing it in a way that they never forget you. <laughs> so, yeah, let's go there for a moment. One of the things I've learned is that first, you, like as human beings, we love to be entertained. I don't care what it is. It could be the education could be great, but unless there's some form of entertainment, we don't want to do it. I mean, if you look at anything out there, even this medium of podcasting, I mean, you're entertaining. So, and, and you learn some education with it. So with the speaker introduction, and this is something that we talked about way back in the days, Jay, was like, in order to be successful, do the opposite of what everyone else is doing. And I wanted to make sure that obviously the attention went to our guests and wanted to make sure that we give like the hype man to get the group hyped up. So I look for things that would be entertaining to the audience and to break the norm. So if I came out there in a dog suit, that's breaking the norm in comparison to somebody in a full suit because everybody is expecting that. When you do the unexpected, doing the opposite of what everyone else is doing, it automatically grabs people's attention. And that, you know, instead of me telling them, turn off your phones and the next conference is going to be in this room. For John Dumas, I knew he was doing, and we talked about this, he gave this, this advice. He was doing Podcast as Paradise right then and there. Podcast as Paradise, Paradise relates really good with the Caribbean. I'm Jamaican. Got my little Jamaican accent out, my Jamaican hat came out with that. And it was great. People caught the idea that John is doing Podcasters Paradise. And it sold for him. And then it also grabbed people's attention. It, it, yeah, by the he way. didn't forget that, by the way. <laughs> he remembered that because it came up when we were looking at speakers for the podcast cruise and your name came up. I mean, it was an easy yes for John because he remembered you doing the speaker introduction <laughs> no at New Media Expo. I mean, amongst other things with podcast yeah. movement. But, no, sorry, that was a tangent. Go ahead. No, it was, but it, it's, it goes to show like, when we, we were just talking about this before we started eating, the you know Bob Berg, the idea of the go-giver, and you embody that, and I try to learn from that as much. If I can focus on dumping tons of value on the person and take the attention off of me, then in return, not that you expect it, but just the way the system set up, you know, things will happen for you. Don't try to take the show. All right, so let's talk about 2014 Podcast Movement. When you introduced some of the keynotes there, like you mentioned Cliff Ravenscraft, you came on stage as James Brown. Now... <laughs> What people may or may not remember is that movie, the James Brown movie, that's when it came out, was summer of 2014. Mm -hmm. So it was kind of a pop culture, common thing. People knew about it. And all of a sudden, you're busting out in a James Brown song. You've got a James Brown wig. That's my hair, Jared. What are you talking Dude, about, man? <laughs> nobody saw that coming, and everybody was laughing like crazy. So let, let's talk through what was that like for you? 
doing that introduction for Cliff and and yeah, what what made you decide? Hey, I'm going to do James Brown. Like you said, and what I talked about at the beginning is how can the audience relate to it, and then how can it tie in with the speaker? So for James Brown, I knew that movie just came out. Get on up and all the stuff. So you knew you knew that it's just like a it's entertaining, right? James oh, yeah. was the ultimate entertainer. But then two, it's like what can I do for Cliff? Cliff was the I would you know one of the early folks in podcasting that found some some decent success. He was a podcast answer man. James Brown was the what was it? Uh, how the Godfather, Godfather of Soul. Godfather of Soul. So I just <laughs> came out saying you know Cliff, he the Godfather podcasting and just kept talking like james and you know the godfather the godfather well it's funny i remember you're like back in like 1972 (laughs) or something you made a comment about like some obscure date you're like i was listening to podcasts back in 1972 (laughs) and of course podcasts didn't exist then so everybody's like cracking up (laughs) i don't know man the humor of that was perfect tell you i tell you tell you jack I was trying to get my, 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 my James Brown song on a podcast. I went to Cliff. I said, Cliff. He said, James. I said, Cliff. He said, James. I said, Cliff. I need to get a podcast, baby. You know, we mentioned how in 2014 you stole the show with James Brown. You brought James Brown back. I just got to share this story real quick. You were on stage being James Brown, and you were do, pre- preparing to do the introduction for Aisha Tyler. Well, I'm... I'm backstage with Aisha. It's just Aisha and myself. She's sitting there checking her phone, doing whatever she's doing, just kind of waiting. <laughs> and then all of a sudden, she hears you on stage being James Brown. And she's like, what the hell is he doing? <laughs> That's exactly what she says. Like, what the hell is he doing? <laughs> so so we... Uh, I, I, I'm like, oh, he, you know, he's pretending to be James Brown. You know, something we did last year. He's doing. He's about to do your introduction, pretending to be James Brown, <laughs> and so she kind of perks up, puts down her phone, and she's like, totally watching you from the side, and she's cracking up. Like, and I'm sitting here in the backstage with Aisha Tyler, you know, Hollywood, and she's sitting there laughing at you, and I'm like, what a great moment, you know, like, like you're not there to appreciate that because you're on stage just delivering, you know, being funny, about to introduce her, but she's in the back, you can't see her, you can't hear her, but she's cracking up. And to me, that was like a moment for me when I think back to podcast movement 2015. There's a lot of great moments. But I, just seeing you on stage, cracking everybody up, but then next to someone who, you know, That's has this, this, this amazing, like, yeah, comedy background and, and just people really respect and had tremendous success, you know, seeing her laugh and, and in a way that's a validation to you I, that was just as your friend and as somebody who's a part of podcast movement that that was something i'll never forget even though you weren't there to see that wow. and hear that yeah um, that was really cool i i wouldn't have expected that i thought it was gonna be more can you get this guy off stage <laughs> no, no no but there was a but there's you know, a great picture when you introduce her and she comes on stage and the two you're like yeah. I think you're trying to like do fist, fist bump, fist and then bump she's and trying to give you high. I don't know. <laughs> no, she was she was doing the explosion. Oh, she so was we, doing the explosion. You know, okay, got it, exploded. got it. So we had talked about this because you know everyone loved James from 2014, so we we're like, okay, maybe we should bring it on. I think people like that. They kind of see it as like you know James. Everyone always joked about James. I mean, after 2050, there's this older lady from that era. Sounds so old was he saying that? But this lady, she was she was more mature in age, yeah. and she was like, I remember going to see James and stuff, and it was taking a picture in the hallway. She's like, I got to get a picture with James. It wasn't like let me get a picture of Donald. So I think people kind of started loving that. So it's like, and now it's almost like a tradition. We have to, how is James going to come out this year, you know, and, and podcast movement? And uh, with Aisha, you know, it's like a, James has a song. This is a man's world. Yep. And then I was like, you know, 
babe, I gotta change the song. We gotta bring out Aisha Tyler because she done she done messed up my song, man. Yeah. You know, I, I had man's world, but this is a woman's world now. She's on mm. this, she's on this, she's on this, she's on this. <laughs> Getting the audience riled up for her. Yep. And instead of reading Aisha Tyler is also on yes. Archer, she's also on Criminal Minds. But just kind of talking about how she is, you know, dominating and with her podcast as well. So when she came on stage, it was like, you know, hyped up. She's James Brown is changing because of her, in a sense. You know, it was a Podcast Movement 2016, Chicago, this July. Now, we have some pretty amazing speakers. We have Anna Sayle of Death, Sex, and Money from WNYC. We have Tracy in Heaven from Another Round. But I can personally guarantee you that you will also meet James Brown, which is an opportunity that you don't get every day. So get your tickets today. Go to podcastmovement.com. Follow Podcast Movement at Podcast Movement on Twitter and join the Facebook group. Keep your eye open for all of the amazing speaker announcements that are to come. And I look forward to you getting a chance to meet James. We're going to have a little sermon. We're going to have a good time. We're going to feel good. We're going to get pumped and juggly and feeling really good. Because our first speaker today, he's Mr. Podcast Samaritan. Anyone know the parable of the Good Samaritan? Well, Mr. Pat Flynn, I call him Mr. Podcast Samaritan. If you go to his website, he got everything. I started my podcast because of Pat Flynn. I married my wife because of Pat Flynn. The man is helping everybody out there, and he's Mr. Affiliate. He's raking in it because he loves to help people. So, ladies and gentlemen, today, please help me welcome the one and only, the ultimate family man, the ultimate giver, the ultimate Pat Flynn. Come on out here, Mr. Flynn. You come on out. Come on out. Come on out. Come on out. Woo! God have mercy. Take it away, my brother. I labeled Pat as a good Samaritan. So I came yeah, out as yeah. a preacher. Oh, yeah, and, the preacher. Uh, that's right. You know, because Pat's always giving to other people. Um, good, big example of go-giver as well. Yeah, so, you, 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 well, real quick to that, you came out to the Jeffersons. That's right. Moving on up. Moving and on you're up. like, podcast movement's like the Jeffersons because it's moving on up. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I thought that was funny. I don't know if everyone else did, but yeah, I was I, laughing. Yeah, I, I, people got it. Y'all saw me when I beat up Mr. George. I told George, I float like a butterfly. I am the one and only. I am the greatest. You say I'm cocky, I say I'm confident. Mr. Pat Flynn, what you just told me made me even more confident, Mr. Pat. Woo-wee! I'm telling you, you baby girls over there, come on over here and sit down. We got the chairs, we pay for this stuff. You come on over here, everybody over there, come on over here. Listen, man, listen. Jared and Dan called me. They said, Ali. I said, Jared. He said, Ali. I said, Jared. He said, I need you to come up here. Need you to introduce somebody for me. I said, who? He said, Roman Mars. I said, who? He said, Roman I said, Roman Mars. Oh, my goodness. I said, like, Mr. Invisible. You know why he told me? <laughs> Let me tell you what happened last night. Last night, I was in a room practicing. I switched that light off. I was in a bed before the room was dark. I'm the greatest. <laughs> I'm quick. I'm Mr. Invisible. So, obviously, the greatest like me got to introduce the greatest man out there. Mr. Roman Invisible. About 99%. I'm about 100%. Mars, come on out here, Roman. Come on out here, baby. Another one that you did that was really funny was you, you came out as Muhammad Ali. And you were dressed like you're a boxer. So let's talk about the Muhammad Ali. Yeah, the Muhammad Ali. One of the things Ali said, again, was trying to relate to something that people can really think about. And everyone know about Muhammad Ali. But 
one of the things he mentioned is that I'm so fast that I cut the light off in my bedroom. I'm in the bed before the room got dark. He talks about how quick he is, how visible. So just like you, Mr. Roman Lawrence, I'm invisible too, man. I'm so quick. And, you know, we kind of played that up. And when he came out, he was, you know, kind of joking like I was boxing with him. Yeah. And, uh, and that was fun. So it was really, again, it was different. I came back from the back of the room with that one as well mm. and walked up the, to the stage. And, you know, going through my mind, I'm just like, I hope I don't slip because I was trying to wear my socks and I was trying to put like, you know, you know, boxer shoes with the tape around it. And I, the tape was falling down. So I was like, oh, forget it. I'm just going to wear my socks up there. But, <laughs> but it was funny. It got the point across. Well, what was cool about that is uh, obviously people enjoyed it. It was funny. It was different. It kind of reset their mind for Roman Mars. But then later on, you and I are in the hallway and I'm seeing you talking to people like Bob Berg who's a, an author that you and I have tremendous respect for. And Bob is like, you know, taking posing photos, you know, because Bob apparently used to box. And I didn't yeah, know that. He did. I don't know that you knew that. Did you know that? I didn't that? know at the time. Yeah, no, neither of us knew that. So now you have kind of a, a, a funny connection, a funny uh, thing in common, I guess, with Bob Berg, which is pretty cool. When you introduced Mark Marin and Adam Sachs, you came out pretending to be President Obama. <laughs> <laughs> and of course, Mark Marin had just interviewed the president, so obviously you're playing off that. And what was really funny is you actually had Brian Orr and you had Catalyst John <laughs> as like your secret service members. And like you came, let's walk through that. You came from the back of the room up to the front of the stage to hail to the chief or something like that. So as I'm driving to the airport to go to Fort Worth, I get a text message from Donald Kelly asking me whether or not I have a dark jacket and black sunglasses. So I got a pretty quick idea, knowing that knowing Donald and knowing that he was introducing Mark Marin, that I was going to be a Secret Service agent. What I didn't realize was how much I was going to have to get in character, because as we're walking up to the stage and I'm acting as Secret Service, people start walking into the aisle. And for whatever reason, I, I don't do any acting, but I was pretty committed to this role of Secret Service. So I was pretty much shoving people out of the way as we came up to the stage. Hopefully it wasn't you. And if it was, just talk to my lawyer. I'm excited to be here in Texas today, ladies and gentlemen. Sorry, Michelle, couldn't make it. But we're going to have a good time today. You ready to have a good time? All right, now. Now... All of you know, a few weeks ago, me and my good friend Mark sat down in his garage out there in California, had a good time. He inspired me since then. Actually, you want to show up a picture here of me and my good friend Mark. That's me and him now. That was a few weeks ago. I had a really good time. Since then, Mark motivated me to do a podcast. Now, we just heard John Dumas. We heard Pat Flynn. Pat motivated me too. I thought about Michelle and I said, what can we do a podcast on, Michelle? And we said, we ain't gonna do dietitian. Well, we talked about Pat Flynn. Pull up what I thought about here. Smart, passive president. <laughs> now I figured the GOP gonna like that too much, so we took that one down. But this is what we came upon. Me and Michelle decided to change it up. Let's pull up what Michelle and I did. Come on now, where my podcast at? <laughs> Me and Michelle decided to put up a podcast, and we're going to call it In the White House. Oh, yeah, it's going to be In the White House. We're going to talk about our stories. 
It's going on iTunes, going on Netflix, all the places where you got them podcast stuff at, Stitcher. But we're going to have a good time with that. But speaking about good time, ladies and gentlemen, I know it's not about my podcast. I'm almost out of this office, but you know what? We're going to have a good time. In the meantime, though, my good friend Mark, good friend Adam, they've been doing some great things in the world of podcasting. Ladies and gentlemen, please help me welcome up to the stage, my good friend, Mark Marin, Adam Sachs. Come on up, ladies and gentlemen. Come on up. Give him a round of applause. When, when I t- first told Brian about it and uh, Catalyst John, I just figured that would be like perfect for it. Like, I, I could see them playing up this role and, and going there. I need their help, but I knew they would well, be they, good They sport. did awesome. Yeah. <laughs> but coming up to the front, it was, um, it, I think for the audience, they were expecting something on a stage. I think that was one of the first ones where I came from the back. Yeah. So they really weren't expecting that. So people were in the way and they're like, why are these people you know, moving? Why are these people being so rude and pushing people out the way? But you know, it was, it was all part of the, the, the fun. And then they recognized what was happening. And I would you know, shake people's hand as I was going up to the stage and, and just kind of <laughs> try to embody the whole uh, President Obama thing. Well, you came up, you were pretending to be the president and you talked about a podcast that you're starting in the character of President Obama. Yeah. So tell us about that because that was pretty funny. So we were, you know, as we were thinking about it, what can we do? You know, we're, you know, President Obama's coming on a sunset, you know, so we're like, you know, what can we do to joke around about this? And we're like, you know, maybe his next thing is going to be a podcast. So uh, when you and I were chatting, Christina and I were helping to, Christina was helping me create those graphics. And we did the cutout and we called a podcast. You know, we try to come up with different names. And I wanted to make sure that people can really relate, again, to some of our <laughs> guests. So Pat Flynn, everyone, everyone copies, like, back in the day, especially when they start a podcast. Everyone has a smart now um, or on fire. Everything is yeah, like everything's this, on this fire. Copy. Yep. So, yes, please. Uh, and another iced tea. I'm surprised there weren't more bathroom breaks in this interview. So with that one, what I wanted to do was just just emphasize. So I said, I'm starting a new podcast and calling it Smart Passive President. <laughs> and I was like, you know, maybe the GOP or the, you know, the, the, <laughs> the, the, comp- the opponents, you know, probably won't take too much of advantage of that one. So let's not do that one. <laughs> and then um, I had a picture of Pat Flynn up there podcast and I had a, myself as President Obama face cut off at the bottom. Yeah, that was funny. <laughs> and then um, you can definitely tell it was like, ghetto photoshop because yeah. it was just supposed to be like you know copying but that's what made yeah. it even funnier at the end it was blatantly yeah like copied blatant copy. yeah like we settled with uh me who took a picture cut out my head and put it on a picture of obama and michelle president obama and michelle and it was me and it said uh we just settled on in the white house in the white in, house, in the white house. <laughs> <laughs> okay so when you and i were talking through what you were gonna do I'm sitting there cracking up, and I'm laughing. I'm like, this is hilarious. But then when you were up there delivering, I was backstage, and I was watching, like, everybody's going to laugh. And the reaction wasn't quite what I thought. There was people that loved it, and then there was other people that didn't get it. Yeah. So what was that like for you? It was like, okay, you know, something that we think is funny, and then it's kind of funny, but maybe it wasn't as funny as, you know, we had originally thought You know, we thought, thought it, it was be. funny, like, you know, and we definitely enjoyed that. Um, I think most people, though, they were – because – one of my problems is I speak really fast and I didn't give the audience time to grasp what it was I felt in that scenario. Mm-hmm. And you learn from that. If you're not learning, then you're not growing. So. 
Uh, Sir Keenig was an interesting introduction because mm-hmm. all these other introductions up to that point had been in character, had been kind of fun. But with Sarah's a little more serious. You know, I think maybe part of that was because it was the, the last session and the topic of her podcast is more of a serious thing, um, dealing with a you know murder trial and things like that. What was that like going into introducing Sarah Keenig? I mean, Sarah, some would argue, is one of the most successful podcasters ever uh, with the success that she's had this last year. You know, we had so many ideas of what we wanted to do with that, and we thought so many different things that we could play up. I mean, we were sharing some stuff with you even here, and we were going back and forth, and we were good. But then, you know, as we got closer, we started, you know, really examining, should we do some of this stuff? And it was more of like, maybe we should table that. And it was really, really good with what she had. It yeah. was, it just flowed properly just to be us, to be a fan, to be a human being, and to just go out there and talk about her and her accomplishments and I think because that was totally different than all the other ones it also caught people by attention because they're waiting for a character but yeah. it was totally different right than that Dan is a really chill guy he's not easily excited and he almost comes off as a little bit of an introvert so I asked him, you know, what was it like letting Donald loose on the keynote speakers at 2015? It was that something that was a little bit intimidating to him. Yes. Um, <laughs> well, well, here's the thing. Like uh, about half of our keynote speakers last year, Jared and I knew personally, specifically like, again, going back to the business podcasters, but Pat Flynn and John Lee Dumas, we both knew personally we knew whatever Donald got up there and did, it was going to go over fine. It was going to be great. Lou Mangello as well. We knew that whatever Donald did, Lou was going to take it like a champ. The other three keynote speakers, Aisha Tyler, Roman Mars, and Sarah Koenig, we really didn't know what to expect. We had either no or very limited personal interaction with them prior to the event. So I was a little worried of how they were going to take things. And and I met Roman pretty early on in the week in person and got to hang out with him. So immediately once I got to know Roman, I knew he was going to be a good sport about whatever Donald did. Um, Aisha, with her movie and TV filming, I got to talk to her about 30 seconds before she went on stage. And that was Donald's, uh, his most famous character that introduced Aisha was James Brown. And, you know, there's always that thought in the back of my head of what if Aisha doesn't like James Brown or what if she gets, you know, what if Donald says something that she doesn't know how to take or she's basically walking into this. She doesn't know who's introducing her. And then here's this guy that she doesn't know playing James Brown, calling her out on stage. So, yeah, that was a little bit of holding my breath to figure out what was going to happen when when she came out. And uh, she totally played played along with Donald and totally thought it was hilarious and commented on it after the fact so that was great so that left us with sarah and i will say that donald had some pretty funny and pretty out there things to introduce sarah ultimately that is the one speaker that i had to at the last minute nix what was going to happen sarah was i mean she's she is very new to this kind of stardom thing so to speak Uh, she's not aisha aisha has been in show business for years aisha (laughs) probably comes has come to expect the unexpected Sarah not so much so there was because of that there was some more restrictions put in place of you know how we should introduce Sarah on stage and what the what the overall presentation was going to be and while I really did like the idea of what Donald was going to come out there and do and it was a very serial themed type intro at the end of the day that was the one and the only one 
that I had to uh, modify significantly and still turned out well. Sarah still brought the house down, but, you know, always would wonder what would have happened if we had just let Donald run with his idea. What would James Brown tell people about coming to podcast movement in Chicago? Listen here, you must be a stupid little boy if you ain't going to podcast movement or a crazy little girl. You got to get out there. Folks out there know what they're doing. You're trying to podcast, you're going to sit down in your room with your little microphone hanging behind your pillow. Listen here, you come out to podcast movement, you're going to meet people like me. Let me tell you what. Let me tell you what. I said, Jerry. I said, Jerry. <laughs> yes. Jerry, you did? Yes, yes. I said, Jerry. <laughs> Jared, baby, I started off as a boy out in the backwoods of the South, and I came up here. Jared came to New York, started preaching and stuff, started singing and stuff, and great things started happening, Jared, I tell you. It all happened because I came with people at, I came with people succeeding at. Can't sit around there in the backwoods expecting to be successful. I'm James Brown, baby. James Brown. I'm James freaking Brown. (laughs) Uh, if people you better get to Chicago, yeah, baby. Get to Chicago. People aren't encouraged to get on up and go to podcast movement. Then I don't know what. You know, I don't have anything else to say. So, yes, please. Yes, please. Yes, please. Yes, please. I'm not usually big into summing up episodes, but with this one, I think I just want to add that you know what Donald does so well, and what we can learn from Donald, or at least what I've learned from Donald is that, you know, just take risks. Because the truth is sometimes, like with the Barack Obama intro, it's not going to go perfect, but you learn from it and you grow when you're willing to take risks. And people ultimately just appreciate people who are willing to kind of put themselves out there. So that's what I get from it. And I've been continuously encouraged by Donald and his willingness to do that. I want to thank everyone who helped out with this episode, Jared Easley, Donald Kelly, Dan Franks, and the entire podcast movement community. It means a lot. Go to podcastmovement.com, get your tickets for Podcast Movement 2016 in Chicago this July. All these millions on my mind, man. Um, That might be your future uh, product, right? (laughs) Millionaire, whatever. (laughs) Millionaire mastermind for (laughs) $79.99. Yeah, for the discounted low offer (laughs) of $79.99. I can hurt you $199.99. That people can afford this. <laughs> Three <Yeah>. easy installments. <laughs> no CODs, please. <laughs> but, <Lay> away. <laughs> <laughs> no, but um.